Hello there. Welcome to Series 2 of Satisfied. The Series 2 podcasts relate to the Live Out His Love and Satisfied by His Love Bible studies. I'm Melanie Newton, just an ordinary woman who loves the Lord and His Word. I'm so glad you've joined me for this series of podcasts. Together we will experience how Jesus satisfies our hearts with many good things that come from the goodness of His love. Today we will look at how Jesus satisfies your heart with community. Our New Testament examples, Tabitha and Lydia, are found in Lesson 10 of Live Out His Love. Tabitha and Lydia were both part of a community of believers. They both contributed to that community with their resources. God created women to be social. He chose to use this gift of social skills as an avenue to provide for His people, all of them, men, women, boys and girls. And women are pretty good at building relationships with other women. After all, we have to share those 20,000 words per day with someone. Women enjoy community. This reminds me of the group of women who took care of Jesus' needs in Luke chapter 8, verse 3. Those women socialized together, traveling with Jesus, pooling their resources to meet Jesus' needs and those of His disciples as well. Today, whenever a woman is seriously ill, has a newborn, or is shocked by the death of a loved one, other women quickly gather around her, taking care of whatever the needs of the moment are. Meals, childcare, lodging, loving on them with God's love. Sharing community is a way to reach others with His message of love. It starts where you live. I read a book several years ago that suggested we are to live question-stimulating lives in view of our neighbors. Neighbors are those people around us wherever we live or spend our time, a house or apartment, in the office or on the factory floor. That's where we are to live question-stimulating lives. But what is a question-stimulating life? <laughs> Jesus describes it in Matthew 5:16 as being like a light shining with your good deeds visible for people to notice. Like Tabitha and Lydia, our neighbors see something attractive and then ask why. That means we need to think of the places where we live and the people who live there as our own personal community, the geographical place God has planted us and the people He's called us to love in Jesus' name. The neighbors who live or work near you are usually not people you've chosen. You may not like them at all, but they are those who have been given to you and those to whom you have been given and you thought you were just shopping for your own living space, not your personal community. Yet, our busy life patterns don't make it easy for us to be good neighbors, and our preference for comfort with our like-minded Christian friends can leave little time or inclination to care for our personal community. I've experienced that. So we just might need to rethink how we relate to them. What are some practical ways to pursue connections with the people in our neighborhoods? Here are a few ideas for your house community, but you can adapt them for your work community as well. Idea number one, stay home. Examine the choices you make and look for ways you can be more fully present in your personal community. I know someone who chose to not do a church midweek activity 
in order to do a weekly connection time with her neighbors instead. Idea number two, be outside in their view. Now that's hard in some places, I understand that. But if possible, you can sit in the front, play in the front yard, or it might be a different spot in your neighborhood. Take regular walks and see who else is out. Be visible to your neighbors when they might be looking. In our Texas summer heat, that means in the evening or very early in the morning. Several years ago, I made the decision to sit more on my front patio than on my back deck. I could see women walking my street and greet them. Do it whenever it works for you and the ones you want to see. Be intentional about being present with them to build community. Idea number three, ask questions to show you care. It's okay to get nosy in a good way. We get to know people by getting to know their stories and pay attention well enough to remember some of it for future interactions. Ask questions about their lives, their families, work, background. Know their names, their family members' names, their pets' names. I add notes in my contact card so I can pull them up for memory refreshers. Idea number four, pay attention to what they are doing. Once again, it's being nosy without becoming invasive. Observe what's happening. Desire to see the people around you. Know when they come home from work and be ready to say hello. Welcome new neighbors, connect with them. Connect them with others on your block. Find ways to just show up. Whether it's a cup of sugar, a ride to the airport, or something more serious, good neighbors take opportunities to help one another in times of need. If we are visibly looking, paying attention, and asking questions, we will find out those times of need. Idea number five, pray for them by name. We tend to care more for the ones we frequently bring before the Father. Saturday is the day I pray for my neighbors by name. I would add one more thing. Idea number six, don't wait too long. I assumed the nice lady who lived next door to me for two years would be there whenever I finally made time to connect with her. She died suddenly of a heart attack one night, age 47. Thankfully, I read in her obituary that she was a Christian. Sadly, I lived next to her for two years without knowing that. Don't wait too long to share community with someone so you can share Christ with her. And you can share community to share Christ at any age. It's not just for the young. Women are never too old to have need for community or the ability to influence a community. I am so grateful for that. We don't know how old Tabitha was, but she was a widow who had time on her hands to sow and care for others in her widow community. Community is not just for the young. I love being around women in their 60s, 70s, and 80s who are still passionate about their relationship with the Lord. The culture says, retire, take it easy, pamper yourself, focus on being a grandparent. That's enough. Let the young women do all the work of ministry. But these gals say, not me. As a Jesus follower, I'm commissioned to serve him actively for life as a disciple maker.
Several years ago, I remember meeting a 79-year-old woman who is not only praying for women to get to know Jesus, but she was still sharing her faith with neighbors and parents of her music students. After she came to one of my disciple-making workshops, where I encouraged all to go home and write their five-minute faith story, she did just that. And the Lord gave her an opportunity to share her story with a neighbor within a week. Not only that, she and another 60-something woman invited other church women to prepare their faith stories and share them as they met together at church. Sharing community to share Christ. Don't you love that? I met an 85-year-old woman recently who didn't put her faith in Jesus until she was past retirement age. She was so excited about ministering to other women, old and young. She was leading a Bible study at her church and was eager to share with her peers what she has learned so they could experience joy and freedom in Christ too. Enthusiasm spread across her face, sharing community to share Christ. Another woman in her 70s talked with me after a disciple-making workshop I was teaching. She was putting together a small discipling group where she could establish younger believers in the basics of the Christian faith and wanted more information about the resources I knew were available to do that. Excitement about discipling other women radiated from her. Yes, she was a little bit scared because of the responsibility, but who isn't? In fact, the more we feel a bit scared, the more likely we will rely on the Spirit's power in us to do what Jesus has called us to do. I want to be like her, scared but obedient and faithful when I am in my 70s, sharing community to share Christ at any age. Women who are Jesus followers are never too old to have an impact on their friends, whether their friends are younger or older. As long as I'm able, I want to still be sharing my faith, discipling women and mentoring moms, even when I have lots of gray hair, wrinkles and grandchildren of my own. I want to still be sharing community to share Christ. My heart is grateful that God made me a woman. I'm grateful for all the wonderful women whom God has chosen to place around me. It amazes and humbles me that God created women with social skills that are a valuable part of His purposes for His people. Our God created us with a spiritual thirst for a relationship with Him. A relationship with another human cannot satisfy that thirst. Only God can. Jesus satisfies our thirst for community. As the Bible promises, He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. A satisfied heart will thank God for community and reach out to others to share Christ with them. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with the goodness of His love. Then live out that love. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, hoping you will join me in being satisfied by His love.